We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. How's your week, man? It was good. I've had a pretty solid week, if I say so myself. The stream's been doing well. We've climbed to 620 subscribers. I literally play every single day and upload a YouTube video every day. So I've actually been on my grind. It doesn't look it, because I'm fresh, but I've been on my grind. <laughs> I feel you. Overlay still says 29. Oh, new. Minor error, guys. It says 30 now. That was quick. How's your week been, though? Like, I know you had a week to, like, take it in and enjoy yourself. How's the, the unemployed life, brother? Um, <laughs> uh, it's all right. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. I mean, it was nice to have a few days where I didn't have to wake up at a certain time but nice. other than that i'm looking to get back into it you know just yeah, to, just to be right. frank with you guys i'm gonna get back into it soon i have some some opportunities well now that you have more you guys time, we could make more content is all i'm saying you could start up your stuff we could start up a show on your channel that'd be cool but all right oh yo right <laughs> i have a couple ideas john just let me know bro i am down but uh, there's been a lot of stuff that happened uh, this last week in Call of Duty in the esports scene. Uh, it's honestly been so much; it's kind of like hard to keep up with. I usually take like a day out of my week to like, you know, I see everything because I'm on social media constantly. But like, I usually take a day to digest everything, and it's usually the podcast day. And I was going through all of it today. It's a lot of stuff, dude. Like from the champs announcement to the team emblem sprays, calling cards being put in the game. We were asking that before the season to the domination thing that happened where pros voted to keep it to Doug quitting subs going crazy on Twitter. It's been a wild, wild week. So we're going to attack all those things before we get into the call-ins. Um, is there anything in particular you wanted to start off with? Uh, no, let's just jump right into it, my brother. All right. So um, we all saw London Royal Ravens uh, decided to pick up Trey Zero. Um, Trey's a great player. Uh, mm -hmm. He's starting for Jerd, I believe. 
Um, so Sean, are you going to stay in the lineup? Jared, going to get bumped out? Trey Zero going to get put in there? Um, I guess let me hear your for, your thoughts in there on that move. Uh, well, I think that Trey's always been a really good player. Zero. I think that's a really good uh, pickup for them. Uh, I, I mean, I'm not in their scrims every day, but on the outside in, I would love for them to keep Jared just to keep that aggression in their lineup. But I'm not sure if, if he wanted to even play on the team or if they got along. Because oftentimes in the European team scene, I said this last week, they're just like, they get into arguments. They don't really get along like that well. And to have five people get along is extremely important. So I'm not really yeah. sure what happened there. But picking up zero to me is a really good move for that team. And, and apparently they've been doing really well in scrims. So... I look forward to seeing the new look Ravens team play. Yeah, so there's no doubt in my mind that Trey's a great player and he's going to make the team a bit better, right? Like, I feel like they were yeah. on the in that area where they were one step away from being one of the consistent threats um, that could, you know, make it to a championship. Winning a championship is another beast in itself because we've seen this roster multiple times. These, ty- these types of players, you know, Weskin Scraps, Trey... Jared, all these guys like team before and they haven't won, right? Like they haven't gotten that championship. Like this isn't something new. We've seen it so many times and they haven't won. But they were always a great team that got like top, they could make it to a championship and get really close, but no cigar. Um, and that's my thing is like, will they win? Like, will they beat an empire or a phase? I don't know, man. Like these empire and phase, they seem like better than the teams that, you know, the Red Reserve was going against back in the day and weren't able to take down. So it just seems like a move where... Yeah, they might get a little bit better, but will they win a championship? I don't think they will with that team. But, you know, I'm excited to watch them play. Shawnee looked really good um, it, for what we typically see of Shawnee. And adding Trey, uh, getting that extra slaying power, because Jurd has been underwhelming this season. I don't think he's been in the best position on his team. But, you know, adding Trey there might help them a little bit. Uh, I just don't think they're going to get a championship. Like, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, no, I, I actually agree with that. I mean, I think that this move could help. Uh, make them more consistent. But I don't think that it's going to turn them into a championship team either. Which I think is what they they're have... hoping for. Well, yeah, of course. Everyone's trying to win for like or get better. And I think that this move probably did make them better, but winning and getting better are two different things. Yeah. My dog's going crazy, actually. I don't know why he's going crazy. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, so that was one move that was made. Uh, moving on. Uh, Mark's got benched, um, and he's been really outspoken about that. He obviously doesn't agree with it at all. It's talking about people snaking him, you know, stabbing him in the back. I don't know the inner workings of it. I don't know how he got stabbed in the back. Um, if you do, I'd love to hear it. I, I have no idea. But, Apparently, um, they just got in a call and said they didn't even know who their fifth was going to be. Yeah. They just they just <laughs> decided to just it wasn't going to be Mark's. Yeah, which, like, from, like, a – Looking at it from the outside in, like, it's not, doesn't seem like that bad of a move. Like, I literally, all, like, my keys to victory, obviously, usually they're pretty basic so everybody can understand. Um, but it was always for Florida, it was they live or die by Mox because he is their player where he's, his role is, like, sort of undefined on the team because he's a main AR player who is not nearly as good as Skies. And he's a man, and he's a player who runs a sub as a flex who's not that great of a sub. So, with the meta in this game, it really doesn't work that well for Mox. And I think that if they just find, you know, a solid sub player, like they'll probably get a lot better. And I think that's probably the route they decided to go for, right? Like, I, I mean, a lot I of those players, them. a lot of the players in this game, like let's say rated uh, Mox, I don't even sure, I'm not even sure you can say like Skies is a much better AR player than them. It's just that they gave, they gave him the main AR role to start, and that's their natural role. That's his natural role is to run main AR. So then you move, you move mocks and these guys off their role it just puts them in a spot 
to fail, to be honest with you. Yeah, like, yeah. No, it definitely does. It's the it, meta, like, right? We talked about it. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's the meta. It's just, it's a, but the thing is, I heard that this, the guy they're picking up, Awakening or whatever, also runs an AR. He's just more of like a fast pace, gets more kills, slang type person. So I'm not sure Yeah. what what exactly the Florida team is thinking, but I'm also not in their camp, right? Like they yeah, could yeah. just, think could just be a little off with their team. One thing Mox does really great for his teams is he's extremely disciplined. So getting rid of Mox, you lose an extremely disciplined player. And I've always liked that about him. When I played against him, I'm like, I ha- like well, even when I was in air, I was like, I have to be on point in my rotations versus this guy because he's so disciplined. He's so annoying. Like, for he me would always be in the back with his AR posted. That's true. If he's not having an AR, maybe <laughs> it changes up a little bit. But nonetheless, brings the discipline to the roster. And that's something I could see when he's gone, that team easily lacking is discipline. So uh, I think they're risking it a bit, uh, getting rid of him. But, you know, if they do get a sub player who can play aggressive and, you know, play at, at that fast speed space, it could make them or fast speed pace. It could make them a lot better at respawn, which is, I think, what they're looking for. Because, I mean, they, they have a solid roster all around. It was really just Mox as the X factor the entire time. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, they've they've done really well for them this this season with the roster that they had, even b- before when they had they've overachieved. As well. yeah. I think they've overachieved as well, and maybe they know that. Maybe they're making a proactive move because everyone else can see. I mean, they could see themselves not doing as well before we could all see it because they've only had one bad tournament. Yeah, right. And usually that's not enough to make this kind of move, but they're also scrimming every day. They could see themselves struggling, and maybe this is the move they they think they need to succeed. Yeah. All right, so moving on from that one, because we know he's been really outspoken. I'd love to hear more from Mox. Maybe we'll try to get him on for like a quick 20-minute show or something to uh, hear him elaborate more on that. But uh, Enable, back in for Seattle. Um, have you watched them scrim at all? I don't think I've seen They haven't streamed or no. anything, so I haven't seen them scrim. I haven't watched them scrim, but we already know that Enable is a very capable respawn player. So I expect yeah. that Seattle is, will be on point when it comes gonna to respawn. They're going to win, They're going to win. They're not going to win. They're going to win. They're going to win. They're gonna win. No chance to win the tournament. The writing's on the wall, brother. They're going to win. It's their event. <laughs> Tell you. Seattle got smoked 5-0 uh, versus Chicago yesterday. Love to see it. Doesn't matter. They're going to win, my brother. Seattle got smoked 5-0 versus Chicago. Doesn't really matter. It's a I tweeted earlier my bracket, John, and Damon replied with, like, the guy taking off his glasses, like, you're faded. <laughs> yeah, even he, even he's like, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're, you're not gonna, they're not going to win it, but I do think that they could surprise people and make it further than people expect for them from them so yeah i definitely they just can't they just can't, it's just too hard nowadays to win and not be able to win search like you have to be able to win search at least at like a 50 percent clip i i don't even know their numbers but i'm i'm willing to go out on a ledge here and say it's way below 50 percent, and they're not dominant at respawns yeah. so how are you gonna win yeah it's gonna be tough hey this is megan rapino and i'm sue bird We've decided to turn our crazy IG live show into a podcast for your listening pleasure. Enjoy the show. A Touch More. New episodes of A Touch More drop Tuesday only on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. You know what also is tough is I have chicken marsalis in front of me that my girlfriend just brought me and I can't eat it. This is tough. Moving on. Pristini getting put in... Uh, to the starting lineup of the Chicago Huntsman. So I almost have a headache from how many times I've been asked this question uh, in my stream. So those of you who are in my personal streams, you know, whenever I'm doing that, I just kind of want to just play. I don't really always want to talk about, you know, competitive COD because that is my job. 
Um, but I still love it, so I'll answer it here and there. But that question, anytime somebody comes to the stream, they ask that. So we're going to answer it right here and right now. Our official thoughts on Pristini on the Chicago Huntsman. Gotten that question so many times. So I'll start this off. I think Pristini's a great player. Hyper-aggressive. He's going to probably make them better. Um simply because he's going to bring good vibes. He's going to do whatever the team tells him to do. RCDs is the glue, and that's his fucking brother, for God's sake. Like, it's going to work for those two. Like, it's going to be fine. They're going to be good. They have some of the greatest players of Call of Duty history on that team. They have players who have teamed with multiple different players and won championships, and they have world champions pretty much across the board. Like, the team is going to be fine, and they're going to be great. Um, but that, like... In terms of, like, I know what people are asking when they ask that question. Like, are they going to be better than they were with Gunless? Like, maybe. Uh, like, Gunless is an amazing player. I think Gunless is better than Pristini. But I just I just think it, it won't be due to Gunless's skill. It'll just be because, it'll be because of vibes. That will literally be the only reason if, if they get better. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree with you. What they did was add someone who's hyper-aggressive to their team, which could make it easier for the other players on the team to go off. Yeah. So, so that might make it easier for them, but... They, their core problem still remains in that they yep. have two assault rifle players just like these other teams, and they couldn't foresee this issue going into the season. But if you had proceeded the team, I don't think they're going to get worse. They, he's going back to the team with his brother. They have Seth and Form on their team. Like, th these guys are – and then their best player is probably Envoy, like the one that's yep. not a world champion. And they just have a really strong roster from top to bottom. I don't personally agree with dropping Pierce. I really don't, but – Hey, they're picking it up. They, their, their vibes, like you said, is the biggest, the the biggest thing that they're getting out of this, and maybe that's what they need to win. But yeah, I mean, I, mean, I talked about it on Go paper. Ahead. The roster to me is it's the same thing with a guy that's a little bit more aggressive. But is he better than Pierce? I, I not to me. I don't think he's better than Pierce. Um, I think that Persini is great. Um, but I mean, it's a big risk. Like you can make it work if you can make it work with Pierce. I think you make it work. Um, they were getting top four multiple times and like the thing is that could easily happen with Prasini as well you end up getting top four back-to-back -back tournaments and then you're in the same situation like if you know you have a talent like Pierce to stick it out get over whatever vibe situation you're on and, and figure it out I don't agree with the move but hey man if it works it works they got really lucky with that they got really lucky with that getting Prasini and actually mind-blowing the way that went down can we talk about that I don't even know if that's public. Like, if it, is it public knowledge about how exactly food. how exactly it went down? I'm not sure it is, but the fact that they were able to get Pristini, honestly, is lucky, mind blowing. And they made yeah, that move not knowing. It's mind blowing. They made that move not knowing if they were going to get Pristini. So, like, at least I think so. But either way, they had to, right? They had to have made that move. Uh, no, they knew they were going to get him. Well, they knew they, they, they were going to get him. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry for talking to eating guys. I'm starving, but I only took two bites. I won't do it again. Um. Yeah, so good luck to Pristini. I, I know that they've been doing great in scrims, so that's good to see. I'm very excited to watch those guys play, though. Uh, last time we saw Pristini play was quite some time. Uh, uh, he before he stuff. played before the last one before the L.A. homestand. He didn't go to the L.A. homestand. They yeah. picked up Farrell for that. Yeah. So it's been a while, but it's, you know he knows how to play the game. He's been, he's been around. Yeah. So... Mm -hmm. I'm sure he's hopped right into it. They just have to get their chemistry down. The biggest fix is going to be the biggest thing they have to worry about is going to be their initial search and destroys. Mm -hmm. Yes, but I think that'll be fine too. <laughs> Somebody say, "Eat your food, chat and cry." No, I got <laughs> like a little tiny plate. I'm gonna eat a full plate over this. Do chicken marsala is like my one of my favorite foods. She snapped today. Um, all right, so moving on though. 
Let's talk about substitutes on teams. This is a topic you brought up that you wanted to talk about, John, um, which has been a, one of the major things in the community. A lot of uh, challengers, players, and substitutes on teams talking about how it should be re- redone. So having subs, does it make sense in the CDL to have substitute players? Uh, we haven't seen them used mid-series this year so far. And I think we can both agree that we don't see it happening throughout the season in mid-series subs coming in. Uh, the but, problem with the sub system is, like, it's at its core. You can't – you have to pick up the players before the season, right? So, yeah. therefore, you don't know who's going to be good at the games. And with the current subsystem right now, only one of your subs can play. So, I think with the, with the exception of Chino, no one's really used a, a sub that was just a sub on their team already for, a long, for an extended period of time. I think it was um, Happy on New York played one tournament, but that was just a temporary thing, like a temporary hold until they got someone else who ended you up being Matt Melt. Hmm. Real quick, sorry, Kyle. You said, I think we're going to see a mid-series sub tomorrow on Obusha. Who do you think it would be, though? Well, Pander? Pander, because Pander said, yo. Pander and enable, yo? S&D? Yo. Could be it. That could be a thing. I mean, if there's a team to do it, this is what I was saying before, before we went live, I said, if there's a team to do it, it should be Seattle. Mm-hmm. Simply put, enable is a really good respawn player, but god-awful at Search and Destroy, and this has, been the, this has been the case for years. So if there's yo. a team to do it, it should be them. I don't know if they will do it. It's easier said than done. Like, say, an, what if enable goes and drops 45? Like, maybe yeah. you go in with a series with a plan, but he drops, like, a just a bomb first map. Do you say, all right, <laughs> your buns, come yeah, on you, out. You don't do that. Pander, go on in. I you mean, see, I would do it. You see temp, Teddy for search. He's going to be going rogue. <laughs> all right, well, they could also be trolling, so you never know. Yeah. Oh, man, that would it be also put the stub in a tough spot, too, because he's not scrimming with the team anymore. Mm-hmm. So he's just supposed to come in and go off in the game mode that he doesn't even get to practice much just because he's better technically than the other player at it. Yeah, it's know. a bit weird. I, put them in a tough spot. I think you have a main team, a challengers team, and then you just move the player to challengers when you want to when you want to switch it out. Right. Like, I think you just don't have the option to bring players in mid series. And it solves a lot of these issues. That way, all the subs can play on a challengers team. I just think it would be a lot better. But we aren't the experts here on the contracts of these players and the challengers and stuff. So we're going to bring in our friend Ben J. Nissim to talk to us a little bit about contracts and how it should be redone, and possible ideas that the CDL can use. Hello, up, hello. What up, what up? So uh, we were thinking, I think we were talking about a waiver wire earlier. So yeah, I think, you know, one of the thing that one of the things that hasn't really been addressed, and I know I think Doug kind of talked around the edges of this in his video, is there's a weird edge case that the league and teams have to consider when it comes to substitutes. When we had uh, land events, you had the potential where a pro team uh, and a challengers team could have played at the exact same time. And I, yeah. I think that colors some of the rule uh, eligibility stuff that, that some of the players that Doug have run into. Um, I think the other complication is not every team also does have uh, a challengers team that they're either partner with or one that they operate. So that kind of complicates things. I think definitely for everybody, I think the solve is, well, how do you increase flexibility for everybody so there's not eligibility issues? I think waiver is interesting, and. Um, yeah, I do too. Tra- transactionally, it gives pros uh, a path out of a team if they get dropped because the team could just claim the waiver. And then that pro, uh, that team that the pro is on before, well, your salary is now off the books. So there's no uh, salary cap concerns on that end. And, and you queue up teams based on reverse standings or whatever your metric is. Um, you know, I think the question for you guys is what's, what's to solve? You know, if you only have 10 players on a roster... Um, then there's no extra one player left over. 
So that edge case is still in place. So does that force teams then to have a coach who is that that six sub? Oh, uh, man. Player for the pro team? It's tough. It's tough when I'm, it comes to that because then, like, Joey Nubsy can't be your sub player. Like, I mean, the sub players essentially aren't going to be used in those situations. Yeah, You're just putting there as a placeholder, which is obviously something that you shouldn't, that you don't want. Are you suggesting that we force every franchise team to have a challengers team? Just basically adding to their salary. payroll. Yeah, you're just adding to their payroll for players that likely they're not going to use. So I think this is kind of an interesting issue. I don't, I don't think you can force teams to do it. You know, you're asking them to take on and commit to more salary on the books uh, for potentially if they don't, you know, build their system or get the right players, they get no return uh, on that investment. Whether you figure out some kind of incentive with a salary cap for teams that operate challengers, maybe that's uh, a solve to, to subsidize it. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I do think, though, like there are teams in big markets that would make sense to operate a challengers team because you have to think it's not a short term two or three year horizon. What are you doing in five or six years to try and generate? It's like building you know, talent for your team. Yeah. 18 year old kids that become eligible local market and you find the next skump out there and, and you're on your team and now you've got them developed and ready to go. I mean, look at the amount of players that have already well, come out of the amateur scene. Like, it's going to be almost a necessity for some of these teams to have challenger teams. You're going to want to get it and do it yourself and curate well, it. Well, yeah, yourself. a lot of those kids are just now turning 18, though, so you couldn't even sign those kids if you wanted to to your challengers team. You basically have to keep yeah. your ear to the street and pay attention every single year, which, like, also begs the question, why even pick these subs up before the season? Just because you have to, by a rule. But you're essentially, you're making it... You're taking a uh, shot in the dark, picking up these players, like... So people are saying that people picked up the wrong subs preseason. How do you pick up the right subs if it's a new game that comes yeah, out and you don't know, you have no idea who's going to be good at this new game? That's a, that's how, do a great, up, how do you pick up the correct subs? It's obviously a great question. Um, I think one area where teams obviously made mistakes was by double stacking their subs with players that were only in the AR position. They didn't try and get either a faster AR or someone who can, can run a sub full-time and be a plus player on the map. Obviously, that's tough because that position in particular is is very scarce these days um you know i mean i think maybe teams could have left that spot open and just see what happened after the first event that's what maybe. i think they could have left it open what do you mean like, a sub spot the current, yeah, with yeah. The current, no no you well, had you to sign two sub spots right you needed to sign two subs you had to by the rule you had to sign two subs one, I I started, two. no so by maybe, certain date. maybe that was that rule maybe should get adjusted for next year because i didn't give teams <laughs> the flexibility or maybe teams should have been more aggressive in telling a sub hey you know, you're the seventh spot on the roster and there's someone else we want. Like, we'll try and get you in a different situation, but we want to go in a different direction. So, John, also, how, how would you fix it then? Mm, well, one, I would make it where the subs, both subs are allowed to play in whatever challengers thing becomes available. I agree. Uh, you with it, no and restrictions. Just, and just put it there's so... There's no that, two match restrictions, no nothing. Just yeah. like if, you wanna, if you're a sub for a team and you get called up, sure, you come play. That's what you want to do. we're not going to see... Mid-series. You shouldn't be restricted. It, like people aren't going to be put in mid series, and if that's like the one thing that's stopping us from doing it because they're going to play at the same time, and just say you can't put them in mid series, then like, like if you, if he's playing in challengers, you're going to allow him to do that at this time, then he can't play. He, you can't put him in mid series. Or that's that discussion use it like that, teams. like like a farm league baseball situ- situation. If you get called up and you're up next at bat, they're like, what? I'm called up. I'm out of here. And the, the team will just have to understand. Like, yeah. We're getting forfeited because our guy is going to play with the pro team. Yep. And I think since that's not going to happen in reality, I think that most players happen. would be okay with that situation. It's like, hey, everyone that's teaming with this guy has to understand there's a 
percentage chance, like a, a one percent chance that he might get called up. If it's gonna play, happen, if it's gonna, gonna happen, happen, they're gonna know well in advance. Play. They're gonna know well in advance before it happens. It's not gonna be a spur of the moment. They're playing at the same time, and then he needs to come in. You know what I mean? They can yeah. get ready for that and prepare for that. So I think that that's how it should be. I think Ben, you bring up some really cool ideas. Way over my head, though. Smarter people than me are gonna have to adjust those things and implement. If there's a waiver wire, as um. Pretty sure that's kind of how the Pristini thing went down, what we were talking about before this, which is just weird. But, uh, yeah, uh, I've seen a lot of people complaining about it. I know Doug's situation wasn't ideal. He quit to go play with challengers. He's playing with – I saw him scrimming today, I think. It was like him, Twiz, Bullseye. I don't know if he's playing 10s or if he was scrimming. Um well, that's see that's the thing though. He has to. He has to. He had to like probably quit right and get yeah. signed a different quit. way so that he could just play and practice. Like you can't even practice because who would play with a guy that's a sub if you can't go to any play anything official with him? Yeah. Wisdom in the chat says not true. Subs could be unexpectedly used for medical emergencies, and that's a small percentage of thing. Okay, so you're that's like a you're sticking to right. the letter well, of the law. The amateur team has the forfeit though. How many times has that happened? One Priesta. time in the history of Cotton. Once. Priesta. Priesta. Yeah. Exactly. So if I'm a player on that guy's team. I just take that risk. That doesn't happen. And we hold that, does that not out. happen. That does not happen enough for to be a real thing to worry about as a as a competitor. I'm trying to win, and this guy is the best player possible that I can team with. I'm going to team with him, even if there's a percentage chance that someone on the main team gets sick or something. You have to be deathly sick or break your arm to not play, especially in an online setting. I think one cap I played I with a conversation. Shoulder. <laughs> uh, I, and obviously, there was that the situation where Pat messed up his uh, finger, and he played uh, it out. Saturday night Jordan. Put out. Yes, yes. Cut his hand. Um, I think one factor to consider long term is teams will get much better at talent evaluation. We had teams that kind of came in uh, and leaned on players and coaches to dictate that process for them because they had no institutional knowledge of the COD scene and, and anything deeper. I think once teams get a better understanding of the system they want to play, the players and prototypes they want to target, and then have scouting pipelines or get or whatever method they had to evaluate talent, they're out there. I think a lot of the substitute team system problems will probably solve itself over time. Yeah. It is a question of, well, how do you make it easier so players and teams can progress their players from amateur to challengers and make those rosters viable? That's fair. I agree. It's going to take some time. I mean, it's the first year. It's definitely going to get changed next year. I mean, there's been way too many complaints. There's definitely a lot of room for improvement. But hey. <laughs> We tackled that subject. Thank you, Ben. Appreciate you. No problem. Thanks for having me on. Yep. And that is also the guy who will be vetting you guys for the call-in. So if you guys mm -hmm. want to do call-ins, make sure you type in exclamation point call-in in the chat. Join the Discord by typing in exclamation point Discord in the chat. Join the general channel. And then type your question into the request channel. And then you'll be dragged in to ask a question to me and John, which we will reply to you in real time. And you will be on the show for everybody to hear. So come with some good questions. All yeah. right. Good questions, good arguments. Come on. We're getting closer and closer to the call-in time. We're going to spend the last 30 minutes doing call-ins. If you guys want to do call-ins, I mean, we have to have people in here first. I think we have one guy in here right now. So um, make sure you guys get in here to do it. Uh, the next thing was the champs announcement. My brother, champs oh, yeah. is a bag this year. Oh, my <laughs> God. Did you see That's that? Let me, switch the, let me switch yeah, to the big it's like screen. Four hundred thousand oh, dollars each for first place. That's let absurd. Let me switch to the big screen and pull it up here. Where's the, where's the money announcement at, dude? It is crazy. Oh, I got it right here. Bang. 
first place 2020 champion two million dollars john and imagine if it's played online <laughs> Ooh, imagine getting 11th and 12th place while someone else gets 400 grand ah, oh my that's God. rough that is rough and what's crazy is your placement on the season is super important because you could just start you could just start at 200 grand for your total for your team like even if you get absolutely deuced on that like, is a hefty bag dude absurd. you literally you can yeah you start off making like 50 g's if you're like top two seed <laughs> i mean you've earned it through your work in the yeah, season of course uh, no hating on it it's just it's just crazy that you're starting that far advanced in the bracket That's but you got to give them something wild. since you're allowed I every a, single team i think i have the bracket right here how it works so yeah so dude if you're first or second seed you legitimately start in winter semis. That is crazy. I mean, I I know there were, there were people complaining about it. I don't really hate it too much, honestly. I think it makes it lit, dude. It makes our season lit. Otherwise, our season wouldn't be as cool. Uh, the I mean, it is cool. The only worry that those two teams have, which I would take any day of the week, is that you're playing a couple teams that are like hot off some wins with confidence yeah. rolling, you know? But I would take that 100% to start with, to start where I win one match and all of a sudden I'm to top To start three, top guaranteed. six? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> The worst part is you lose like fifty percent to taxes and other bro. Those are what we call good problems. I don't yeah, want to hear that. Everyone, everyone pays bro. taxes. These guys are paying. These guys are getting paid bank, bro. This is icing <laughs> on the cake at champs, my brother. And <laughs> that's not a real problem. Yeah, you had to pay. You had to pay taxes on when you won champs in the past. When you got second, third, it didn't really matter. You It'd be awesome if like a nine through tw- uh, nine through eleven seeded team won, or nine through twelve seed team won in the tournament. All the way through losers, bro. That'd be wild. See, this bracket can set up some crazy ass stories. No lie. No, I agree with that too. Champs usually does produce some crazy, crazy, uh, <laughs> crazy brackets. So we'll see. This I think good. that oftentimes too, since it's a bit later in the season, the teams, uh, the power rankings aren't exactly where you are in the standings. Like people get hot at different times. Yeah. So I think I the know, uh, the move to put every team here is going to be awesome. It's going to be the first time, other than launch weekend, that we see all the teams in one place. And uh, it's also just going to be awesome that it's an actual tournament. So it's going to bring us those old school vibes, you know, of the big open tournaments. Everybody playing in one big ass bracket for a shit ton of cash. I think this is going to be, has the makings of being one of the greatest tournaments of all time. Uh, it's going to be, I think this is going to be awesome, dude. I like the move. I like the bracket. I like I like everything about it. Me too. I mean, they're making the most of this COVID situation and just mm-hmm. playing for this type of money online is like, wow, just ridiculous. But I'd be so excited if I was a player, just that opportunity. I don't think I'd get on a different game for months. Oh, no way. No way. I would never be on Valorant, Warzone, nothing, dude. I'd be grinding. Dude, a couple months you can, I mean, these guys are making bank, but their life can. Nah, it's, a, it's a life-changing amount of money. Yeah, it is. That's a life-changing amount of money that you could do a lot with. You could put it in savings, invest it, do whatever you want with it. But it's a life-changing amount of money for sure, no matter how much you're making. That's crazy. I'm excited for that one, though. <laughs> Champs this year is going to be dummy lit. And first and second seed is huge. And the cool thing about it is we have a couple teams in the race for first and second seed right now. So, I mean, even like, like, let me go back to the bracket. Uh, four, third and fourth seed is huge, too, man. Every single round in a Champs bracket is massive. Like, it's just yeah. like knock that one down, knock that one down, knock that one down. Like, it's massive in winner's bracket. But losers brackets the gauntlet because every team is nasty by the time champs comes around. Like every team's good, so these events are going to be huge for points. John in the chat says, "I honestly think seed third, fourth are set off better. You get one game before playing the top no. team and don't have to go cold and semis." No, disagree. <laughs> the less series you have to play is always better. I couldn't disagree always. more, my guy. 
Okay. <laughs> that's an absurd statement. You're further along in the bracket with the same amount of, like, like that, that's... I, you have, I couldn't you have no idea who you're going to be playing in any spot, and you don't, like, the further you are up in the bracket is better. Trust yes, me. 100%. Right. In one match of Call of Duty, it's, it's not worth talking about. There's no, like, top team. Like, there's no better team to play in that spot. You, you have no idea who it's going to be. Yeah, and you can scrim. My no idea what form they're going to be in. Like, you can yeah. scrim, crack open, you know, your gamer subs or whatever your caffeine of choice is, <laughs> and go fry, right? Like, that's, that's how it goes, man. And you win three series and you're a Call of Duty champion. And you might, they might do it from their bedroom. Like, who knows what they're going to do. Imagine that. Oh, my God. That would be absolutely yeah. wild. That would be absolutely wild. All right, then moving on to the next topic. So something we asked about before the season began, John, we just now got it. And I'd be lying if I say it. I still, I, I'm, I'm not excited for it, man. I'm, I'm so excited for this now. It's Team Emblem Sprays animated calling cards for all the teams. We're going to be getting those in the game. I know we would have liked it to be the beginning of the season, but we finally got it. It's something that people have been asking for. Um, the official tweet is here. Let me pull it up. Uh, coming soon. Earn new team emblem sprays and animated calling cards by watching live Call of Duty League matches on the CDO website or COD Companion app. So by watching it, you can earn these things. I think that that is amazing. It's something we've been wanting. Incentives to watch the stream. It's It takes Activision so long to do things like this. It sometimes <laughs> makes me so sad. But at least we got it, right? Like that's something that we can say is that we got it, we can see how it works with COD, and then hopefully next year when the new game comes out, we just have it immediately when CDL begins. That's my thing. I just hope, hopefully, that these things make it easier to get things done in the, in the future. Now, we've said that before in the past, and it hasn't worked out that way. We're like, whoa, we got team skins this year, so next year maybe it'll, it'll, get, it'll be there sooner for those guys. That's I don't huge. think there's any... Yeah, now that we have a franchise league and we have the same teams going in year in and year out, I feel like it should be a lot easier to get these things done, but also I'm not on the legal side of things at Activision, so I don't know all the hoops that they have to jump through. A lot. But, yeah, I know it's a lot of hoops, but those things are like, that's one of the things that we should want and expect at the start of every year, and then obviously a ranked mode. Like, that's been, it had its ear talked off at this point. But if we can get a ranked mode and those things at the beginning of every game and try to get those rewards and incentives for viewers... And for Why the, for the momentum, casual players that hop on Call of Duty and can run into these modes, even if we get a small percentage of them, that's a lot of people. We just need it for momentum. Like, I really hope that we have it when the game starts. I think this is going to be awesome. I think it's going to do great. and They're going to be excited by the numbers of it. I just think yeah. that we need it when we have momentum. So maybe it can gain us, garner a little bit more momentum going forward. But yeah, I'm excited to see how it plays out, man. Thank you for the gifted twice. My God, Dana right there. Shout out to Dana in the chat. Um... <laughs> Next topic we have in here. Dom is staying in. So, <laughs> all the pros that shitted on Dom in the beginning of the season. In recent weeks, let me pull it up. Oh, you can't even see that. There you go. It's probably kind of small. But in recent weeks, the Call of Duty League held discussions with both players and team management on the subject of maps and modes heading into the second half of 2020 season. So, the Call of Duty League was proactive. You know, they went to the players. They said, what do you want to do? One idea proposed included the potential removal of domination as a third mode to be replaced by either hardpoint or search and destroy having together assessed several different scenarios the majority of players and team personnel voted to keep domination in rotation for the rest of the 2020 season big shout out to the cdl we're showing the cdl some love today man a lot of people like to hate on them but they've been doing some good things this last week they've been doing some good things i gotta show my appreciation when it's due i've hated on it before i appreciate the things they're doing right now they went to them they extended an olive branch and the players wanted to keep it so the fans, you guys can stop complaining about it. 
Uh, I mean, uh, I mean, the last week before the, that vote took place, the Doms were actually really exciting to watch. Like, as far as domination goes, there's a bunch of within five point games. It was it was really close. Uh, honestly, I think that the vote went that way because there's not a good replacement for Dom. Like CTF hasn't been tested enough. There's five v five weird maps. Dead Silence isn't a perk. Uh, it's just a weird thing. That it's it's kind of weird to bring in CTF in the game, especially when in the past we haven't even enjoyed sucks. watching CTF, CTF either. CTF sucks. Okay, I, well, just, and then so then you talk about hard point. The hard points are too unbalanced. There's there's heavily one sided maps. Changes the vetoes completely, so all the teams are probably like, fuck that. Yeah, exactly. And then search and destroy. The, there's just not even enough good ones, yeah. right? So team just said, you know what, fuck it. Let's just keep Dom. Let's just keep rolling with what it is. And I'm I think the they CEO made the right decision overall. That, I'm I'm glad they did that, and the players were able to make their decision. Um, but yeah, uh, I think that Dom is probably our best bet as it stands right now. Uh, I really. Don't think I'd enjoy watching three hard points in a series in 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 this game in Modern Warfare. I don't think it would be entertaining. Dom's or hard points a lot to take in, dude. Hard point is crazy yeah. in this game. Dom is hard like point a is nice pretty crazy, and I still think I've still always thought that hard point is hard for the, the new, new casual viewer. fans to understand. Just there's so many kills going on that like a lot of them don't mean much, yeah. right? So they just there's kill after kill after kill after kill, and if you're new to the game, you're like, what the heck is going on? Like they're used to. They're used to seeing FPSs where every kill is like super impactful. Yeah, and that's not the case. And there's just a lot happening in the hard points yep. from a casual fan standpoint. Uh, we were in a we were in a big chat about that before the season. There was a lot of uh, executives for the CDL when me and John were first meeting them, and they were asking <laughs> us these questions, just picking our brains. They were like, "What do you guys think our, our game mode should be?" Just like just asking this question, we were like, "Not hard point." They think it's too difficult for the new viewers to, to understand. And we were getting tons of arguments versus uh, other pro players about it. But I, I truly think that Hardpoint is, is way too difficult for new viewers to understand. And it's honestly a clusterfuck most of the time, to be honest. Um, <laughs> and in this game, in the beginning of the game, it really proved a, it proved us right with the way the spawns were and everything was. And I, it really hasn't evolved into a great game mode, this game. Honestly, this is probably one of the worst Hardpoints we've had. But... Um, yeah, moving forward, maybe that will see I some mean, change there. When's the last time Hardpoint's even been really good? I feel like it's just a mode that we've that Black we're stuck Ops with. Black Ops Three, Black Ops Three was pretty good. It was good. Black um, Ops Three, World War Two wasn't ba- it wasn't bad. World War Two was solid. I mean, it was yeah, slower. Yeah. It was entertain. I I was entertained by Hardpoint World War Two. I, I was entertained by watching Hardpoint in that game. I didn't like to play it, <laughs> but watching it, I was entertained by it. So. Yeah, so I think that's the last time. I mean, it, that mode has been very hit or miss. It's, it's. I swear, I still, I still stick to this since it was so good in Black Ops Two. That mode is just, it just became a staple. I think it was an accident, but it hasn't been, it hasn't been close to as good as that for a long time. But we just kind of stick with it. Yeah. I mean, I think it's really hard. It takes going to take a really like dedicated team to build a mode that is not only one super competitive and fun for the players, but easy to understand. For the fans, and I think that's where you'll see a lot of growth in Call of Duty. Yeah. All right. Moving on. Uh, let's talk about our brackets for the next event. So I tweeted out my bracket, and <laughs> it was wild. I got a lot of hate for it. But I told you guys in the last episode of the podcast, I was getting pretty wacky with my brackets, dude. Things are changing, and I'm getting ahead of it, dude. I'm like Kanye with his music production, bro. I'm just in the future. You are not Kanye. I'm just in the don't, future, don't and you guys are that. in the past. That's what it is. You are not Kanye. Watch this. So I'm gonna pull up you Pac-Man's wild bracket. <laughs> I'm gonna put up pull up Pac-Man's bracket. All right. So let's break this down for me, my brother. So you have subliners winning the whole thing. Why? 
Uh, they've just been looking pretty good. I think they had some pretty good form, and uh, I think that their road is pretty good for them. I think that, I mean, when it gets to the semifinals, everyone's going to have to beat a couple good teams, but I think that uh, Subliner's been heading in the right direction from what I saw. So, so you think Subliner's I, clutching up in two game fives on their road versus Surge and Huntsman? They're going to clutch up in those well, game five. Well, Surge is barely clutching up game five. I just <laughs> think that they'll win that game five. Okay. And then Huntsman, I believe that they will clutch up game five if it goes there. So Huntsman like they're just easy road. They're going to play Subliners and just lose that game five. Man, I don't know. I don't know. I think if here's my problem with with your bracket though is like if the Huntsmen get past those first two rounds and then they're in a position like that where they're confident if you can go with their new team, they're probably gonna like I don't know. I, it's just versus the subliners, I can't see it. Can't see it happening. But hey, maybe you'll be right. Maybe you'll be right. you have Optic Gaming making it to the final as well. Yeah, I think I think that the team's headed in the right direction, and uh, I feel like their road is hard, right? But the, that team usually picks up steam. So if they beat the Rocker, which I think that historically they do really well against, they'll beat Chicago and then just go on to make it to the finals for sure. Hmm. All right, so oh, I'm faded. I had subliners beating Huntsman as well. All right, so here's my thing. <laughs> I made mine pretty quick. Basically, the one thing I want you guys to take away from my bracket is that Surge are going to win this tournament. I have a gut feeling. And here it goes. It's based upon strictly my gut feeling, right? No hard-hitting analysis here. You'll get it after the games, during the games, when the series are gone. But strictly gut feeling here. And I'm going to come back to this clip when it's all said and done and be like, I fucking told all of you. So, uh, Royal Ravens, I think that Trey on the team will be solid. I think it'll be great. I think they'll be Gorillas. I think they will lose to Surge, though. I mean, we've been... Here, here's the reason I have Surge playing well in this tournament. The last time we saw them play, they weren't that bad. They were not that bad at all. And bringing Enable back, I think it's going to make them better at respawn. They're going to be, like, beating these teams 3-1. Like, they're going to play subliners. They're going to be great at respawn. And if they somehow steal a search, they're going to be fine, bro. They're going to be winning these series a lot easier. They're, they should be one of the best respawn teams with their roster. And, like, teams like that in the past with the teams with Octane, they won 3-1 in a ton of their series by just toughing out the respawns. And I see you scratching your head like it's not going to happen. I have faith in the Surge. They're going to beat the Subliners. They're going to go on to beat Royal Ravens. After that, they're going to play Rocker. Rocker is going to beat Legion. They're going to end up beating Optic Gaming. And then they're going to beat Rocker. They're going to themselves in a finals where they don't have to play Huntsman. They have to play Subliners. And they're going to win that series. Watch, John. It's going to play out like this. And you're, that face, it's going to be completely, it's going to be wiped off your face, bro. That smirk's going to be wiped off your face. Okay. I mean, you give me 100 if Surge win. Booked, Bojo. Booked. Bet I mean, this, booked. Do you think the Surge are going to win a game five against Rose and then they're just going to beat everyone in a bunch of respawns? That's what you're telling me? Pretty much, yeah. Pretty <laughs> much. That's exactly what's going to happen. <laughs> so you're just doing one of those things where you just make the worst bracket possible, and then if it's wrong, you're just like, oh, my bracket was crazy. But if you're right, you're like, I'm a genius. You're doing one of those, right? I actually think this is going to happen, though. You don't actually believe that. No, you don't I actually do. believe that, but drown I respect them out. I res- Hashtag I respect drown them just- out. But hey, tweet us uh, your predictions in your bracket in a screenshot to podcast underscore pod or me or Pac-Man on Twitter, and we'll feature them in the next episode and see who has the best bracket. So make sure you do that. Go fill out your bracket. Um, I will drop a link in the chat for you guys to do it. I think this is a really cool thing that uh, the CDL has done. So drop that, and I will show it on the next episode. But I think it's about time to do some call-ins, John. You ready? Let's get it done. Let's All right, done. guys. So we're doing a brand new thing on the podcast. We're going to be doing call-ins on the show. So you guys can come in here. You can chat shit with us. You'll have about 
two and a half minutes max. I don't want to spend too much time on each person. Even if it's a great question, I don't want to spend too much time because we're going to try to get people in and out. Um, if you want to do a call in and you have a computer or phone, you can join the Discord. You do exclamation point call in in the chat. It'll explain how exclamation point Discord and the rest will explain itself. Just join the general channel and go talk to my guy FCMB. That is Phase Ben. Go talk to him and he'll explain how you guys can come in and ask us some questions. He's typing in the chat, exclamation point, call in. I'm going to let a tweet out right now. Just please be polite, guys. Don't be weird. <laughs> Just be cool. <laughs> Type exclamation point Discord in the chat and join the server. We have a few people in here right now, so I'm going to go into the Collins request, and I'm going to type. Actually, I'm going to go to the Collins channel. Uh, let me, i got to read the questions first. Uh, okay. I'm telling Ben a Dragon our first call in right now. <laughs> okay, I see Ethan in here. Do not let Ethan in here. <laughs> hey, Wildcat, how's it going, man? How bad? How are you, brother? I'm doing great, man. Are, is this your first time watching the show? 30th time watching the show? How many episodes? Uh, I've been watching since like World War II. Wow, so you're an OG, man. Appreciate you coming in with your questions into the call-in. How you doing, brother? Hanging in there, you know, just gaming. Love to hear <laughs> it. Trying to stay man. healthy. Love to hear it. So what's your question? Uh, all right. Do you think it's beneficial for Enable to just uh, play respawn only? Or do you think he should, like, find another team? He's just going to be subbing out for S&D. Oh. Mm. We don't so know I, that he's going to be subbing out for S&D. So. All right, let, let's say he is. Let's say he is, then it's it's still beneficial for him to play. Because if he can, if he plays, that keeps his stock up. So if he comes in and plays really well in the respawns, that's a lot better than sitting on the bench. Like so that way, he can no matter what happens going into the offseason, people know that he's still here, still a good player, still someone you can win with. Like you don't like forget how good Enable has been yeah. year I in think, year out. I think you and can he's still a multi-game play. Yeah, you definitely can still win with him. You just need the right team around. I don't think you get rid of him at all. I, I think he's a major asset, and he's honestly a high-priority player to pick up. I don't think you get rid of him at all. I think you find or you can make a team like basically around him. Like if you when you pick him up, you know he's not going to be great at search and destroy. So we have good search and destroy players with him. He's a great respawn player, um, and I think you can try out the subbing players in and out if he's super comfortable with it. And the rest of the roster is. But then he runs the issue in what John was talking about earlier. If Enable starts off the series dropping 50 kills, you're not going to take him out for the search and destroy. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Also, people are saying that it ruins his stock even more in search. You honestly can't have a lower stock than Enable has in search already. You can't ruin his stock in search. Like, yeah, I, yeah, I sound like it. You simply you know, can't. Donuts. Yeah, exactly. He's His team's a won championships and gotten gone deep with him dropping one kill like you just yeah. it just is what it is but you one, get a guy that kills and i mean he's you know not like he's not single-handedly yeah. losing you searches like no he's yeah. doing his job he can win gunfights he's not that bad he knows how to play. if your I team mean, if the team itself is good enough at search you can put him in a position to be good enough like 100 thieves did last year to win search yeah. and destroys no. they had slasher and the problem though. with surge is that That's their true. entire team is bad at search 
and Naval exactly. just being traditionally bad at search, so he's obviously not going to do anything to go above and beyond and help them. So they might seek out help from another player that can bring strategy to them. Um, but yeah, Enable is good enough at a pro level to play search and destroy on a pro team. Yeah, do you think actually, like do you think that like him coming back though will affect the vibes? Like, I think they did vibes. swap him out really early. Like, I think there'll be good vibes. I think he'll come back professional. Enable's a professional. You got to remember he's been playing yeah. for years. I think he'll be fine, man. I, this, I don't think it would be enable. I would just think like the dynamic may be awkward, you know. They'll be okay. Nah, people have been dropping. Nah. If you've been gaming long enough, you've been dropped before. Yeah. You get back on the team and just play. He he admits to his own mistakes leading to him getting dropped. It's not like they just yeah. dropped him for no reason out of the blue. So he That's came true. to grips with his own mistakes, and now he's back on the team. The problem is that their team is just not that great, and I don't think that has anything to do with Enable. Like, that's just – he's coming back in a situation where they haven't been that successful, so the vibes it's, being off won't because of, be because of him. Well, all right, that's Wildcat. Home. Thank you for coming in, man. Did we answer your question? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the insight, fellas. I appreciate you. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks for watching. Be safe, fellas. Peace. Of course. All right, so let me see the next question we got, guys. Uh, for those of you just now joining the stream, we're doing call-ins. Uh, exclamation point call-in in the chat. And it'll tell you how you can join up and ask us a question. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, we have another one in. Exclamation point call-in. Uh, it's all one word, actually. Join the Discord. What a great guy, by the way. What a great first call-in. Love that guy. <laughs> Uh, we have another call in. This guy's name is Ethan with a U. Uh, really weird spelled name. How you doing, man? Welcome to the show. Thank you. This is really exciting. It's nice to meet you guys. Who let Ethan in here, man? <laughs> what's up, Ethan? So, what's your question? So, I heard that you two both got started on Call of Duty 2. Is that right? Indeed it yes. is. I want to know between the two of you, who is better... At Call of Duty 2. I was better at Call of Duty 2. Oh, that's cap. That's absolute cap, brother. I was well above and beyond better than you at COD 2, John. And you know that for a fact. Don't lie. This this conversation is pointless because he knows I was actually different at COD 2. What? At four. I was just insane. At COD 4, you had me. 100% you had me. I won't lie. You were better than me at COD 4. 100%, right? You're on the better team. You understood the game better. But COD 2, you were not better than me at COD 2. There's no way you actually believe that. I literally went like, I literally was on all the top eight teams on the team ladder at one time on separate accounts. All that meant you're just not loyal. <laughs> what? I, I stuck with my, I, I I remember, stuck with my guys and I was, I was different, bro. You were nasty, but remember what happened. I joined your team. Different. We smoked IXI instantaneously. I joined your team. Yeah, I never said you weren't good at the game. You're just you like, better than me. Okay. All right. Well, this is like, we're not going to, this isn't, we're going to have no resolve in this question. Like That's what I was saying. Well, Ethan just comes in trying to I am literally pop. on Urban Dictionary for my COD 2 skills. Not submitted <laughs> by me, like by the way. We need to go play each other at some point. I will. I have it actually future. downloaded on PC. Wait, I can play with <laughs> Xbox. Store. I'll fry your shit. Oh, man. Well, right. that was my question. Thank Thanks you, for the question. Bye, man. Peace out, Ethan. Bye, Ethan. With a what U. a terrible question. <laughs> what an awful question. <laughs> uh, I love Ethan. Guy's uh, an idiot. Yeah, what an idiot. All right, bring me in the next call in, guys. Sorry you had to hear that. It's the bad side of all of us. 
got another call in coming in shortly. What's going on, Safari? How you doing? I'm good, man. How you guys doing? Doing fantastic. Yeah, man. Thanks for letting me on. No worries at all. What's your question? Uh, so it's kind of like a two-parter. Uh, my first question is going to be uh, biggest regrets in your guys' playing careers and one thing you both wish you could go back and change. Uh, so kind of the same thing, but you can I'll go, guess ahead, go first. I'll start it off. I have a few regrets in my COD career, one being um, leaving Optic in MW2 when I was making YouTube videos. What a terrible decision that was. Optic blew the hell up after that. Um, I don't know if that's my biggest regret, though, but I'm going to leave it there for now unless I think of something better. Go ahead, John. Uh, do you want, like, you just want it, like, competitively speaking, my biggest regret or or something like a nameless where you said I just could have made a bunch of money making videos? Okay. No, like, well, that was competitive. I had a sketch in their team. <laughs> yeah, like, biggest, com- like, when you were playing. Um, well, I have one. Um, honestly, back in Black Ops 3, I feel like I was really good at that game, and we just ended up sticking with it as our team for way too long, and there was a chance to team with uh, Theory and Gunjar, and we were really good together, but we just let the organization not let us team together for some reason, and then we ended up getting dropped anyways by the organization, so I was like, why the, why the fuck did we listen to that? I should have done what we wanted to do, yeah. TSM wouldn't let us make the team change. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, but we were really good together. We're like, dude, our team sucks. Let us change. Oh, I know my biggest regret. Dropping J-Cap and Clayster in AW. (laughs) What? Clayster was godlike at that game. They won champs. Oh, my God. And if I go back through my DMs, uh, I have a DM from Attach where he was like, yo, let's team for champs before AW champs. And I just swerved him, bro. I left him on red. So you're saying you should have just dropped Joe? Hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, no, no. NAW. Yeah. I mean, Joel said, yeah, Joel said to the say, I mean, during AW in the beginning, Joe was just like, I I don't want to play this anymore. Like he, he, he hated that game. I wasn't that great at that game either, but I liked it in the moment. In retrospect, I hated it. Joe hated it while we played it, which obviously isn't going to translate well to game. Joe's Joe's a smart guy. This guy is trying to break down the game and it's AW. Yeah. AW, you just, you just win gunfights literally. Yeah. Game. God damn it, dude. What a bad... I regret that so much. Well, all right. Thank you for the question, Safari. Is there yeah, anything else you want to say? You guys have a good one. Good question, brother. Take it easy, man. That's a great question. Thank you. Okay. Not shooting Damon. Ha, 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 ha. Stupid. Um, all right. So we have another one. This is really fun doing these call-ins, bro. We're getting yeah. some pretty good questions. Where's accuracy at in the chat? Yeah, I thought I actually wanted to do a call-in. Come on in, brother. <laughs> he was getting mad I was calling him accuracy. <laughs> what are you talking about, Dana? What, what did you say, LMAO, ain't too funny? Well, what did I do? Pexy can go first like he wasn't about to anyway. <laughs> uh, biggest regret dropping it. Bows oh, here me. we go. Nah. No, that wasn't nah. a regret at all. Hey, Gurabai, am I pronouncing your hey, name correctly? Wait, how do yeah, you yeah, say yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> Wait, how, how do you pronounce it? Um, it's actually an Arabic word, but let's not get to it. Habibi, okay. what's up? Um, Charles, my question? Yeah, a- ask your question. Uh, basically, I was saying, like, considering the big, big advantage of getting top two this year at Champs, who do you think will get top two for Champs? I'm following from there. 
you think Huntsman's roster change will uh, sort of uh, make it more difficult for them, especially if Gunless becomes a competition very soon? Well, if Huntsman are smart, they won't allow Gunless to become competition. Yeah, that's um, the first thing. I don't know why. If you don't have to, then you just don't let them go. It's kind of scummy, but it's also smart. Business. First yeah, things like, first, you do you, you you don't let him become competition. Um, but I'll let John well, tackle the, the rest of that. What's the who do I think will end up top two? I'd have to look at the bracket right now. My guess is Atlanta and Dallas. Without actually knowing the exact standings right now, I think that they're not only the two best and most consistent teams, they're also ahead and it's online. They're both really good on at that. Not that they're not good on land before people get all butt hurt, but. <laughs> They just happen to be really good teams online and are already ahead. So those would be the top two teams, I think. Was there another part to that question? I agree with um, everything. I think you, you guys said. touched on it. Like, gunless, um, they might not. But I was thinking, uh, since them getting Florida, I don't know about, like, how their, the deal was. But don't you think they would want to make back something from gunless? I would think that, but... but I think it was uh, they're, like, gunless wanting a good team as well. Yeah. Um, you put him on – like, he's competition. You just hold him on your bench. He's yeah, currently the thing on the is team. You, you're still paying – the thing is, he makes a good point. You're still paying gunless. You're still – you still have to pay his salary. Yeah. Someone else is taking that payment, but obviously they get – You make yourself look real dumb. I don't know. I mean, Florida just gave away Persini. Yeah, that's he's dumb. Not to care. That's dumb. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I don't know who's in charge over there. I think you keep – I think I think you keep gunless. You hold him. I, I, I mean, that's what I would do. I'm – shout out to Jerry Cross vibes. I'm holding him. <laughs> uh, he signed uh, it, bro. But, you're sitting. You're sitting on my bench, and you're not. And like, this isn't any slight to Gunless. He probably didn't do anything wrong. But like, smart business decision. I'm not planning it to you. I'm putting you on my bench. You're just sitting there. I mean, I guess, but there's money involved in a time where money is tight, right? Yeah, I mean, if but money's the, a problem, the economic then, situation. But then you then you trade them to like a, trade a them crap team. They don't want to. Trade him to yeah, trade him to gorillas for somebody. If the purpose is money, you don't trade them because then you're just taking someone else's contract. Yeah, trade them you know to gorillas for somebody with a budget contract and save some cash and have less competition. <laughs> gorillas could use them. The gorillas could use any, the gorillas should be using Pat and not and Notto. Oh, hundred percent for real, for real. I What's can't up, believe Colin? that they're still not using Pat and Notto. Like, yeah, trade them I'm to the gorillas. I'm gonna give them. I'm gonna this give them one more tournament because apparently they're way better online than they've been. They've been progressing. But come on, son. <laughs> like, what are they doing? I know that has nothing to do with Pierce, but and also but, uh, Pierce on that team would lose his shit. He would lose. So I would it. not. He would lose his fucking mind team with them. So there's no way he's gonna go there. Well, all right. Thank you for the question, Grova. Appreciate thank it. Thank you, man. It was an honor to speak to you guys. Yeah, thank you for coming in. It was an honor to talk to you. Take thank it easy, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, Nato benched himself. Don't get it twisted, idiot. Guy benched himself. Absolutely stupid. <laughs> Absolutely stupid. Trying to torch but, his career. But uh, but honestly, if you're trying to win, you got to sit him down and be like, you, forget, yeah. you got that stupid shit out of your system? All right, let's go. So we have another call in. What up, Cheek? What up, man? How, How you guys? How you doing? Where are you from? I'm from London. You're from London, bruv. So it's early out there, isn't it? Yeah, it's at 4 a.m. You stay up just... for the show or are you just like a night owl? No, I watched all the podcasts from the start. So. Are you serious? Um, Dude. Much love, man. I appreciate that. Nah, it's crazy. It's the best COD podcast out there, man. Facts. No cap. I like this. I like this Facts. guy. <laughs> Let's go, Cheek. Let's Absolute go. beast. Um, best call in so far. What's up? What's your question, man? Uh, my question is more to pack, man. Okay. But, like, what was going through your head when Karma Heat Wave during the case? 
I was just giving you love. I was just giving you love. Nah, nah, nah. I respect it, bro. I just want to know what was going on. Because, all right, you want to know the app? Here's the truth. Where did you believe it? Yo, Batman, you got trash. Yo, get this fucking guy out of here. <laughs> that, wow. was actually, that was my twin, actually, but <laughs> yeah. You have a twin? Yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck both of you guys. I think I my know. neighbors wow. just knocked on the door, the, by the, the, or the real, wall, by the way. The real yeah, yeah. situation that happened was, this is 100% facts, no matter what else you hear. Yeah. We were, it was the last league match of the, of the season, of the split. And no matter who won, we played Optic first at the tournament. So no okay. one on our team was trying. There's no reason to ever use an Argus. That shit was terrible, as you saw. Yeah. Garbage. But I was trolling. And then, obviously, it did not go well. Yeah, I shot one happened. shot. I missed. I got heat waved. And then all of us in the call started laughing. Like, cute. Like, Colchan was like, huh, that didn't go. Like, if you ever talk to Colchan, he's like, he sounds like everything went right in his life. He's like a surfer, stoner, <laughs> sounding guy. He's like, ha, ha, ha. And then we just kept, and we just moved on with our life. Afterwards, because okay. I'm not watching the stream, it blew the fuck up. Like I didn't. Yeah. It wasn't even. It wasn't even a big deal. And then it lasts to this day. People think that was a serious thing. It really wasn't. We played them at the tournament, by the way, and I absolutely curb stomped them on that map. That's what gets me so fucking tight because no one cares about that. I dropped Yo, like 13 kills. Bring it up more. Just bring it up. Yo, no. Thank you. It doesn't really matter it's for a, that it's question. Fucking... I think John got smoked. Yeah, you suck at everything. He's so bad. He's so bad. I'm tight. No, I'm not actually upset. I've heard no, my, my neighbors just hit the wall like five times while I was laughing. By the way, I feel bad. I got to tone it down a little what bit. Kind of super thin ass walls do you have? Well, it's because I have my monitors mounted, and I think we put holes in the wall, uh, obviously, to do that, and a big one to hide all the wires. And I think that made like they can hear me. So I need to get more audio dampening stuff for my wall i feel bad but it was worth the laugh dude cheek thank you so much for the question <laughs> no problem, that clip's never going on never Twitter. ever call in it ever again next question next question next question he dragged him he moved him okay <laughs> all right so let's move in hoss man so we got another call in coming in Haley, why are you laughing at that's not funny at all all right, uh, we got one more. We got like five more people to come in. I think we got Cartman, Hossman, App, Patty P. Oh my god, <laughs> Hossman, how's it going, my brother? How you doing? Listen, Pog, how you guys doing tonight? We're doing great, man. How you We're doing? Good, pretty good. Playing some Warzone, my guys. But uh, my question is, uh, what advice would you guys give to like small streamers and content creators to help them grow? Okay, that's for you. Okay, uh, I think I could tackle this one. Um, for small streamers and small content creators, pretty much starting from scratch, right? Um, I think it's very important um, to really, one, enjoy what you're doing. Um, so one, just make sure you're enjoying it first. Don't just do it, uh, you know, make money and start a channel. Like, make sure you're enjoying the game that you're playing. Um, so get good at that game, enjoy that game, and start from there. Uh, in terms of like building community and growing your viewership, um, it's very difficult to do, man. It involves a lot of luck, but one is being consistent. Like you can't expect to just go live and have people in your stream. Uh, you got to come up with content ideas, get, get creative, get outside the box, be inspired by your favorite creators and try to emulate that and improve upon what your favorite creators do. Um, I think 
you know, for people who are starting off, starting from scratch and, you know, entering the Warzone world, like, I assume you're trying to, you're, you're asking for yourself and you're starting your own Warzone stream, right? Uh, yeah, I've been streaming for a while, got a couple hundred, you know, followers and stuff. Um, but uh, I've decided to make, like, the jump and start purchasing, like, the proper equipment and stuff that I need yeah. to really put up the quality stream. Yeah. And, uh... No, so there was there was this thing that uh, Tim the Tatman said, and he was just like, "You don't need to have the best equipment or or anything like that, right? Like just do it first, and once you actually do it, then invest into it, because you might yeah. end up spending a ton of money, and it might not end up taking off." Um, I would just say, commit to your normal stuff that you're doing, like your job or school or whatever it is, and do it on the side. And if it starts to work out, just go from there, because it's very yeah, difficult. That's what, what I've been doing, streaming on the side. Let me be the uh, devil's advocate here. Are you funny? Uh, my friends tell me I am. I don't like to say that I am, but hey, if you're funny, you're funny. Are you are you really good at Warzone? I mean, I'm not dropping like 50 bombs or 40 bombs like Skump, but yeah. All right, like my, my question is my question is, or just say, why would someone watch you as opposed to someone else? So some people have like they're not the best players, but they're funny. They're hilarious. They can they can entertain you even while they suck or are average. Doctor okay. disrespect. Right, he's like the, the epitome of this. Not that he sucks, but he ain't very good. Yeah, yeah, he's no, hilarious. You know what I mean? So why would I? So why would they watch you? What's your thing? Um, I'd like to say that I give a little bit of everything. Um, I like to think that I'm pretty good at most of the games that I do play. I spend a lot of time gaming when I'm not working. It's pretty much all I ever do when I'm not working. Okay. And uh, so I provide a good gameplay, and you know, I'd like to think that I do have some good jokes and pretty funny from here and there. And importantly, I'm just wanna, I just wanna be able to entertain. Like I just like being able to like talk to people and like have that interaction and stuff. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I said, man, I, I think it's just consistency, um, and trying to separate yourself. Um. There's no you know magic formula because everybody's trying to do it. It's a lot of luck is involved, but build a small community. The treat the when you have one viewer, treat them just as great as when you have a hundred, two hundred, a thousand, right? Um, and that community will grow from there. I mean, I see streamers that get 20 viewers that have thousands of subs. So, um, just grow from your one viewer, treat them great and be on at, at the same times every day. And uh, if I'll it works out, it works out. Chat, even when there's no one there in the chat. So to be honest, my brother, me and John are trying to figure out this shit too, man. So <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, you're doing pretty good for yourselves, man. You already, but, uh, already thank you for calling good. in. Uh, thank you Good for having you. me. What's guys. your What's your stream name? What's your Twitch? I'll drop it in the chat. Uh, Hossman so Five. I go live pretty much every day. Hossman Five, all one word. Hossman Five, all one word. All right, man. Go check out his Twitch if you guys are interested. Maybe check him out. See if he's actually funny, and we'll judge him from there. Yo, take it easy, Hossman. Much love, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. Yes, sir. All right. All right. So, ringing our next call. In. Our next calling. Oh my god. Oh my god. Is our next calling classified? Okay, it? that's crazy, Sebas. Yeah, but he also she's also not in a normal situation. True. It is. I, is I did true. not come at that guy. I'm I'm giving him real life. That's real life. That's how it works. Yo, thank you for the sub, monster, and hitman. Thank you for the hundred bits. I appreciate it, guys. Yeah. Oh, oh, I know who this uh, is. Totally. How's it going, Patty P? Uh, how are Wait, you? How's life? Let me ask a question. Have you even played this game? No <laughs> cap. And don't. And I'm not talking about Warzone. Yeah, I was All online right. yesterday. 
That's not what I asked you. Playing what? Yeah, I, tur- I turned it on. What were you playing yesterday? <laughs> CDL playlist. That's cap, brother. I, I updated. There was a new update. The new fuck the Warzone thing was out. Did you do the Easter egg? On? No, I haven't done it yet. I did it today. It's not worth it. You didn't hit me up to do it, so I didn't do it. Okay, my bad. But uh, how have you been, man? How's LA? How's quarantine? You got toilet paper? Yeah, I'm, I'm running short. I got a few rolls left, but I mean, running out, you know, like dude, everyone else. Dude, I, I bought a lot of toilet paper just because I stock up and I haven't ran out. Like, I still have it from before quarantine even began, bro. I'm on I point. Know, I must be shitting a lot, bro, because I had like, <laughs> I had like 30 plus. I mean, when it comes out of your ass and your mouth, like you got, you run through a lot of toilet paper. It's just tough. That's true. That's true. <laughs> but uh, what's your question, Pat? <clears throat> yeah, so I, I mean, look, we've all, I mean, us three together uh, probably have like 30 years Call of Duty experience. So I'm interested more. in your guys' opinion. Uh, you know, ignoring the current cycle that, uh, you know, Activision is using with Call of Duty developers, um, do you guys think Infinity Ward, given how everything has gone down this year and um, I guess how the the multiplayer focus with this specific title has been since launch. Do you guys think they should be allowed to have another? Uh, oh, the oh you're, you're trying to get me to kill my relationship with one of the studios. Set me up, brother. brother. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Whoa. Oh, shit. Well, Pat, you see, I'm unemployed right now, so I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna swing that one to. I, mean, uh, I, think, I think there's a, a like a non-biased combo, or just not even like. A, so here, I actually have a way I around this it's, with it's, my I answer. Mean, it's just, it's just. Wait, what do you? Chill. Wait, you have a student answer for this? No, no, I have my wishful thinking answer to this. This isn't a okay. suit answer, chat. You know, I'm a straight shooter, but I'm gonna give you my wishful thinking in a positive light. My ultimate dream and hope is that all the studios come together. That being Treyarch, a Infinity Ward, and make the Dream Team. Activision forces them to make a Call of Duty, and they force them to do it. And, you know, if they want to make a new one every year, so be it. But make one COD, bring the best aspects of both, and put it into one. That's what I want. Force them to do it, and I think it'd be better. Because I, I don't think it's any secret that never gonna work Infinity Ward has not. made a lot of, what well, Activision make them do it. Infinity Ward has made a lot of mistakes, no. and a lot of things that we get put in one COD, the next year it just miraculously gets removed out of nowhere. We're like, well, we, we missed that, right? Like, like, how do we have such a good ranking system in World War II, and where the hell is it? It's like, we need, we, we need right. things like that to be a consistent thing in COD. We're going to lose people over time. It's a problem. my stance is like, with the CDL, obviously it was new this year, right? It just came out. With it being brand new, I think it was a, honestly paramount for this title to have a very strong competitive focus. And, you know, granted it was Warzone and then everything else, but I truly feel that, yeah. you know, there not being a, a specific competitive focus on the dev side, um, it kind of it kind of really hurts the CDL as a whole, um, and especially on launch year. I think that that was a a big misstep where, no matter what title or developer you have work on the game, if you're gonna have a you know a twenty five million dollar buy in league, you want just developers in general, not specific Infinity War, because Infinity War has done great things in the past. But you want the developer to be creating a game that is constantly being updated, right? Making sure there's not issues. Yeah. I mean, this is a a huge huge league. We just saw what announced like two days ago there's a four million dollar champs purse i think yeah, something yeah. like that so i mean i think that's a a big concern i think you know pro players alike should all um 
kind of fight for that. On that. I think, uh, you know, I think you guys both agree with me when I say, I think we we're just expecting a bit more this year, right? Like, I, I think when we heard Franchise League and everything that was going to happen, and we, we've gotten a lot, but I think we were just all expecting a little bit more. I think a lot of people are a little bit let down by, you know, the support and the things that have been put in. Maybe okay, where it's been too late. But then here's what say. The competitive side of COD is, is a very small percentage of the total number of COD players. And they add yeah, Warzone. And now yeah. Call of Duty is the biggest game. If you do something and do it great, though, it's like the biggest it's, game in the world right now. They want, they yeah, obviously but, want it to be I mean, big. Like, no, no, right. The game will always be the biggest game in the world. You know what I mean? Like, it, yeah, it's free. It's great. It, it's hype. It's the newest, freshest thing. Like Fortnite just had its awesome run. Quarantine hit. Yeah, it, it had a lot of things going for it. I'm saying, like, for of me course. specifically, is like from a player's point of view, is like, you you can't. If yeah, we all agree that they're running the same guns on the same maps with the same well, we spawns. All, we all agree that Call of Duty is going to be Call of Duty, and it's going to have its huge casual fan base. But like, I think as players and everyone, you know, not just players involved, but from being here for ten years, the goal has always been how can we get some casuals into competitive. And I think if we don't honestly focus on putting a strong suit on, hey, this is competitive. Not even from a marketing standpoint, from just from the game standpoint, like in-game ranking system, like you mentioned, like that should be. A huge focus. Paramount. I mean, that should be huge. Think about, think about Halo 2, bro. Like, that is what got me into wanting to know more about competitive no, yeah. Halo. I agree. I mean, we're on the same page here for sure. I don't know why I don't know why it is that the studios aren't on that same page as well. Even when there is a ranked playlist, most of the time it's not the same. It's not like what made the Halo one so great, what made you want to get into it is that the fact that like you had to yourself get better in right. order to play the better people. And then, and then you, you did, wanted to watch it those gave guys. you res- It gave you respect for the people that were the best in the world because you're like, all right, these guys are well, nasty. I, guess, I, guess I play. My question, then. Do you Go think ahead. that the current title that comes out every year, no matter what, has to be the game CDL plays? Um, I think so because the casual uh, fan base usually moves over. Yeah, but they don't even care about the competitive game. But uh, if we but, made a yeah. game strictly for competitive, that okay, could well, like, almost that, be like a separate means, entity. Let's say 2021 Treyarch makes this all – or it's coming out this year, but let's just say the next year is it's so perfect for competitive, all the features we need – Everything's great. It's awesome. And then we go into a following year. Don't know the developer, but let's just say that it's from a competitive standpoint, not a priority, not focused, doesn't have the features we need, whatever. Like Activision, let's just say Activision can't force any of that. Do you think staying should be? Yeah, I think that should. I think that should be an option. That's it's it's always the last option on the docket. Like if there was a game for that to happen, it would have been this one, right? This game didn't have any professional competitive support at all. Like we all know that. And it still didn't happen. Like that's, it's just something that's a, it's a pipe dream at this point. I mean, and we've been talking about it for years. I don't understand. People always say that. CDL is a marketing tool for, for Call of Duty. I just don't believe that. The game's going to sell regardless. Yeah, I, I don't think we're getting when, people to buy champs, it. When Champs was in April, it, you that, so when did Champs stop being in April? Was it 2015? It was, was that the last year? I feel year? like it was after AW. AW. Was last one, yeah. Right? Yeah, that AW was, was they used to have like a tent and people come out and yeah, play. 2013 yeah. to then, that was when Champs was used as a marketing tool. And it was like a month of straight DLC. COD review, like reveal, at, all that and shit. DFC 2 always came out after that weekend. It was yeah. always like marketed that, oh, DLC is now going to be blah, blah, blah. That was a huge point for them. And to them, I mean, back then it was what, like a million dollar purse max. So it wasn't like a, a huge budget thing. I mean, obviously big, but I mean, for them, their marketing budget is insane. So I think... After 2015, it stopped being that, but before then, it definitely was. Yeah. Well, let's hope some of the stuff gets changed, man. Uh, I think that that would be awesome. And I think How do you, you guys agree with me. The ultimate dream is for them to all work together and make a Call of Duty. 
I, that's, I that's you, like. you need a you need a mobile team though to make that happen. You need a a team of ex pros, maybe that don't necessarily have the developmental skill, like computer wise, but they can sit there and talk to you. But they have to be like they have to be year round team to make that work. Yeah, they have well, to, but they are, have to value it, and that, that's John? way above. Well, no, nah. even if that happened, I just feel the issue with that is like no matter how many pros go to a, a dev, right? Like even if you picked like your your ideal ten players to go. I don't think, no matter what, they'll ever have the power to actually create change within a uh, like a, a new game, right? Like, oh no, no, I meant I meant a a consistent team of people that are no longer pros, not like retired. Well, so I meant like ex-pros, whoever. Yeah, yeah. Ex-pros. They have to be I, I, don't, from the I start. don't ever see. Yeah, I mean, I don't ever see like someone just going in even after playing and just like actually having a big impact. I think like with how it's a lot never of happened. Yeah, but I mean, like, look at three, four, three. I don't, I don't really think, like, at least with with Halo Five and and Halo Four, when you had like pros quit after Halo to go and play that, I don't feel like it ever really went that far to where you're saying like pros are actually having substantial impact on the next title. Like, they obviously had a role and they they did their job, but I don't feel like it was like. I mean, that's hey, where you really that's where you have to make the argument, and I don't think that'll ever happen. Where I agree, either. but guys, we got we got to get some more game. we got to get some more people in here. We got a bunch of people waiting, but that was a, actually a really good topic. I thought you were gonna come in here trolling, Pat. I like that. We should elaborate on that more when we get Pat's, some time, Pat's bro. Grown up now that he's been benched for seven months. Yeah, he hasn't been playing COD. He's just been in his room, you know, looking out the window at the stars. <laughs> but you should probably be starting on the gorillas again. <laughs> are you gonna come? Would you? St- are you gonna come back for the gorillas, bro? You gonna let it happen soon? You gonna force uh, them mean, to do it? None of that's in my control, brother man. <laughs> they need to do it. They need to do it. They're looking terrible. But all right, thank you for the question, Pat. We're gonna get our next one in here. Yes, sir. Yep. Take it. All right. So the next one coming in is app. Apathy? No, different app. Oh, app. Yo, okay. app. Oh. What's up, man? How you doing? Good. How about you? I'm doing fantastic. I do say so myself. What's your question? All right. So my question is, should subs get a portion of the prize money if their team wins champs? No. Um, I don't think so. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, they should. They can't, they can't compete themselves. They're okay, not even allowed. Like, it's not so, like they're going to get a large percentage, but they should so definitely get like them. someone like Embos who. No, I don't, I don't think they should. I think they should get what, paid what their salary. Why does the community just hate it, Bose? That was just the first thing that came to my mind. Like, <laughs> I, I know there's other subs like that don't. I mean, I don't know if he does anything for the team behind the scene, but like. I think most subs knew that they weren't going to play when they signed their contract. And uh, I just. Anything to do with I don't think anything that the players. I, I feel like they should get a little percentage. I mean. The they're players are the winning team, their championship. They're putting in their time. they're not allowed to play. They're the fact of the play. matter is the subs aren't putting in the time with the team. Like, the team's putting in that time, and they're putting the hard work out there, and they're winning it. And we know how the sub dynamic is in Call of Duty. It's not like sports. I don't think that they should uh, get a hand in on that check, the glory or the trophy, in my opinion. I mean, they're not going to get the glory or any of that. But, I mean, I don't someone like, I, say someone like Jordan General. Like, everyone always bows. Like, come on. General has been there with the team. He subbed in when he needed to do. He did what he had to do for the team. Like, why shouldn't he get a tiny percentage of the fucking of this fucking? I think it should just be at the discretion of the team. I don't think it should be like uh like they get it no matter what. I think it should be at the discretion of the team. My personal take. What do you think? Sure that app. Uh, I mean, yeah, I totally agree. Like, 
I th I think just from from team to team, from player to player, it just it should vary because like Gunless got his team 130 points, right? And all of a sudden, he, you know, gets dropped, gets benched, whatever. And then like if they win champs and they're getting that two mil, like I'd be a little pissed if I were him. So I think like it should be up to the team or just you know the owner. Like I don't know how the contracts work, but. I think I'm pretty sure it's in the contracts anyways. It's but, probably you could probably work it in your contract. Honor system, no chance. Because when it comes <laughs> down to it, people out here are all out there for themselves. Obviously. I remember what, what was the story? It was like uh, Optic when they won IW champs. Formal was supposed to split his MVP prize, which was like and, 25 grand. And he didn't give them shit. He said no yeah. chance. <laughs> which is just also that's just stupid, by the way, to give a extra cash prize for someone for having better stats like <laughs> that's just ridiculous yeah if but, you don't if you don't play a single map i don't think you should get anything to what sweet said i agree with that yeah. what's the chat thinking on there ah disagree that's I like saying know. that if you're on the bench you shouldn't get a ring just because you didn't play in the championship game like you should still you're still part of the team but all right let's move on to the next question thank you app i appreciate it that was a good one yeah thanks guys have a good one peace all right, so. Uh, you don't know anything about competing. You're part, of the, you're part of the team. You're part of the team. Whether or not you play or not, you're a part of the team. You should get whatever. By the way, quick shout out to the goats in the chat. Work. We got Attach in here, Accuracy in here, Slasher in here. Much love, everybody coming out, showing some support. I think we got Katie's in here. What's up? We got, who else is in the chat? I think that's, uh, at least as far as people I know. We got some of the regular homies in here. Jay Hayes, what's up? Big Hayes going global. MJ Cheen, what up, what up, what up? Aches, my guy, he was just in here. Miles, what's up, man? Okay, I was buying time. Now we can have our next call in. Oliver Holt, how are you doing, man? And what is your question? Good, how are you, Nameless and Pack? Wow, your voice Lovely. is very deep. How are you? Deep. Good. Staying through this quarantine pretty good. Good. All right, so my question is, do we... We want the Jetpack era back because, in my opinion, it was the best comp to watch, and it had some of the best S and D scene, regardless. All right, Optimus Prime. Uh, so I think it I had some question. of the best S and D. Bo three S and D. That is three S and D. Look, man. Look, three S and D was the best S and D. So you had Simp, you had Illy. All okay, well, first of all, though, crazy. that's not competitive. You were watching it. 2v2 SMG. Yo, hey, 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 my brother, you can ask the question. Ed. But to say that as a fact, yo, that search and destroy was not the best search, bro. It was the worst search and destroy, actually. By far. Backup C was the best wow. of the game, search and destroy, and it was and Ghost was infinitely better than that. Backups 2 was better than that. World War 2 search was better than that. Yeah. <laughs> even this World game War search, II, but... even this game search is comparable. Like, and that's saying this, something. And that is saying something. To say you want the jetpack era back, okay, that's fine. But not for search and destroy. And I don't even know how you even make that claim. That it was legitimately killed the search and destroy scene. After in, I after I, IW search and destroy, like all you did was hold your teammates' hand and jump around together. There was no they took they removed the thought process out of search and destroy. Search and destroy in AW was for, you have to, terrible. This game you just wait for dead silence to pop. I mean I mean, that's, that's not just all not, it is. That, that's just not true. I feel like that's what people say, but that's not exactly true. You have to get map control, and you have to do the right things. I mean, in Oftentimes, IW, in IW I just waited for my camo. Until they made it where you That's just it. one player, though. Well, yeah, but that one player is super OP. Yeah, he, I he, just he don't... Literally breaks his, he literally breaks the team setup. Anyways. Regardless of S&D, what about the jetpack era? 
Um, if the only reason I missed the Jetpack era even a little bit is because of Uplink. Yeah. If it wasn't for that, that whole era is garbage in my opinion. It just people are, people just have this revisionist history because they Black just Ops. started watching COD. Black Ops 3 could have been cool with no uh, afterburner. Yeah, and what Looney said, 4v4. I miss 4v4 a lot. I think, um, yeah, I agree. 4v4 is more important than jetpacks, for sure. Black Ops 3 could have been Still, an unreal but... game without afterburner. That game could have been amazing. <laughs> it would have been, like, yeah. the right balance to me. To me, Black Ops 3 is by far the best jetpack game. Not even close. I don't even, I don't even think it's somewhat close. Yeah. And even the then, that game started though, issues. I feel like... I just think we had a couple things that held us back in Black Ops 3, like having four game modes, the biggest map set that we've mm-hmm. ever had ever, that messed up the vetoes entirely. Um, having Banner Protect Great. was a terrible idea. If we Banner got rid Protect of Banner Protect, if we got rid of Banner Protect and we had our rule set and we got rid of, um, you know, the huge map set, the fourth game mode, that game could have been unbelievable. If we, that hard point was so good in that game. If we had two hard points in a series, it been great. And we had no afterburner. We were like, we had like no control that year in terms of like rules and stuff. If we were able to do that, that game would have been one of the best games we've ever had. And it's a and it's sad because we barely even had events in that game as well. But uh, that yeah. that for, to answer your question, that'd be the only game I miss uh, for Jetpacks. AW, which a lot of people had fun playing, it's actually a tragically bad competitive game. Yeah, like it is. <laughs> minimal thought process. You threw a stun in the air, blew it up, and white people screamed, and you just you literally just jumped around yeah, and went bug there just happened to be a million tournaments in that game. So and IW was way too broken. Snaking was way too OP. Mm-hmm. Uh, the metas we had in that game were just terrible. Um, wall running was super OP in that game as well because you could just wall run, look yeah. look over stuff, and continuously do it. Like I remember playing, um, what was that breakout map? And Slack would just wall run over and over and over and hop over. Like that game just I I didn't like I didn't like that game. It didn't play well. I think the only game I had fun was like throwback. Or only map I had fun was throwback hardpoint. It's the only map I had fun in that game. Um, well, hey, man. I don't think you'll see a, a jetpack game again. I mean, the yeah, rumors are it's Cold War. Yeah. AW was by far the best really jetpack. Nice That's try. But thank you for the question, man. I know we kind of came at you, but your statement was wild. <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, yeah, your statement you was good. You're going to roast, and I accept, I accept that yeah. when I get in here. <laughs> Thanks thank, for calling thank in. Thank you, bro. Oliver. Take it easy. Okay. You really uh, said that jet, S&D was better with the jetpacks. Guy was faded, bro. Come on. Come on, my brother. And there you go. Slasher, who was very good at the game. Because people often say, if you're not good at the game, that's why you didn't like it. Slasher was very good at AW. And he says it was garbage. Hello. So we got a, we got a couple of community questions. Okay. Got a question oh, okay. from Steech. What about Modern Warfare has made it easier for new players to enter the scene? Uh, it's the most different Call of Duty. There's yeah. squad spawns. There's it's the way you take fights in these games. We haven't talked about this in a while, but this one. the the left stick mechanics in order to get into fights has to go. It, it just has to go. Like or the right stick. I'm sorry. You slide into the uh, into the fights. Like all that is corny. Five v five. Let's go on. Yeah, five v five and all that and all the movement to get in the fights. So it, Honestly, it removes the smarter players and positioning. The spawn logic so makes the game hectic. Yeah, so essentially the game's hectic, and these new players who... There's always these players in the past, by the way. These players that had, like, individual talent. There's always been those players, but then you watch them play, and you're like, oh, he's just kind of stupid. So he's always easy to beat. But with the way you move around in these games and 5v5s, it kind of eliminates a lot of that. So it's just easier for these players to come up. I agree. What's the next one, Ben? The next question is from NKZer1. Who has the best chance to reach a million-dollar earnings career in Call of Duty? Karim. Uh, 
aren't there like who are the people that have a chance if they win? Isn't it like Slasher, Krim, Clay, Clay yeah. Seth, Formal, something like that? I mean, whoever whoever's in range of of winning the championship this year, probably Krim, right? Because Krim, because it, it's, I mean, karma, Krim Clay, it's Krim karma, it's karma and Krim, and yeah, Krim and Clay and Karma hit it, or excuse me, Krim will hit it before Clay because he's twenty five k ahead of him. Those two guys, I mean, they'd, hit, they'd hit it together, right? Yeah, essentially. And they're in a really good team right now. So yeah. those Damon, two for sure. Damon is obviously up there, but his team just and has less chance is of chalked right now. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, I think that question answers itself. Just the ones that are the highest up. Were those the, the last two, Ben? Uh, I got one more from okay. uh, Garuba again. It's kind of a, a combo question. So okay. part one of the question is: Has five v five removed competitiveness? to a level and the follow-up to that is yes. you guys think that 4v4 would be better than 5v5 well i think we, well we yeah. answered that right yeah, i think everyone yeah. agrees that 4v4 would be much better i think I the think developers that, pushed it for like showing off their characters and stuff in the last game is that what it was yeah i think i, I mean probably, didn't it, wasn't it black ops 4 like, uh showing off how wrong. the characters black together. Four, like 5v5 in pubs so yeah. it was meant to bridge the gap between. It was to show off the, how the characters work together, I think. Um, uh, but like, and to make it more like pubs, what Dylan said. I I just right. think four v four is better. Uh, COD's right. become more hectic since then. Um, I wish we could go back. We probably won't, but yeah, I, I think mean, it needs I think to be four v four and what everyone else has said or what other people said in the past. Four v four with maps that are just designed for the game mode as opposed to just a map in the game and then we put a game mode on it and hope that it works like design yeah. a search and destroy map design a hard point map design design these things and that would help cod a lot that's we're really far off that but you know yeah well all right thanks ben appreciate it no problem yo that was really fun john the collins i enjoyed that yeah that was good we could do that another time do we have a clown of the week I don't know that we do. I'm surprised that nobody came in here with any arguments. It was all all questions. Yeah. But it was good. Uh, I don't think we have a clown of the week, chat. I wanted to do Doug, but he's not really a clown. It's actually a good pl- good move for him. Um, I think we might skip clown of the week this, uh, this week. I think we might have to skip it. <laughs> Looney said we should just make competitive BR an offline viewership. <laughs> oh, man. Well, all right, guys, I appreciate you guys tuning in this week. This was a wonderful episode. I appreciate everybody who stopped by to do the call-ins. I think we spent 34 minutes on it, so that was pretty fun. Um, much love and appreciation to all of you guys who are listening in the audio version on Spotify or iTunes. I thank you guys very much for coming in every single week. Uh, as always, the show is presented by Prediction. Go check out them on iTunes, Prediction with two E's, or check them out on Twitter. Great people to, to work with. I uh, appreciate all you guys in the Twitch chat. And on YouTube, as always, leave a like and peace. Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in a new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series now streaming on Showtime.